listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Kelly Jensen, and this is the February 17th, 2023 edition. Today I'm talking about several of the things that I care deeply about when it comes to books, young adult nonfiction, and books and authors whose work finds itself on the radar of book banners right now. And tying into all of that, because it is February, I wanted to talk about Two nonfiction YA titles by Black authors that offer both a historical look at Black life in America, as well as a book that delves into Black life in contemporary America. I'm a diverse reader every month, but it was impossible not to want to do this episode on these two books, as both are titles that censors do not want young people to have access to right now. Why is that? Because these stories tell the truth about being Black in America and are crucial in the story of this country's history, its legacy, and its current moment. But first, a word from our sponsor. The first book I'm going to talk about is Blackbirds in the Sky, the story and legacy of the 1921 Tulsa Race Massacre by Brandy Colbert. In Brandy's nonfiction work, you'll be taken deep into the story of the Tulsa Massacre of 1921. This masterful book weaves together the history of Oklahoma as a state, Tulsa as a city, with Black history, and how what happened on June 1st, 1921 echoes through today's world, and how it is one example of these sorts of massacres that happened throughout the country during this time period and even well after this time period. So in the late 1910s and early 1920s, there was a thriving black community in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Uh, The Greenwood District, as it was called, was also known as Black Wall Street, and it was filled with black entrepreneurs and business people and merchants who were creating incredible lives for themselves and their families. After being relocated and relocated and relocated throughout history, black people had a place now to not only call home, but to truly live their lives. This all changed the night of June 1st, 1921, when a white mob armed with everything you can imagine crossed the railroad tracks, which separated Greenwood from the rest of the city of Tulsa. This destroyed the community, both in property and in lives. And the question of why this happened is at the heart of Colbert's book in this sobering and incredibly challenging read. Of course, part of the reason was resentment for Black success that led to this racial violence, but it was more than that, too, and Colbert unpacks the truths and untruths of that moment. What you might not know is that this story is only one of numerous similar stories of Black success being disrupted by white mobs in this era. As soon as I closed Blackbirds in the Sky, I found myself down this deep rabbit hole looking at the history of other similar race massacres, and it was impossible not to compare this book with so many other fascinating and horrifying tales of Black success being destroyed. If you read the What's Up in YA newsletter, I talked about this a few years back, but I'm going to talk about it here since I think it's important and gives even more compelling reason for why Colbert's book is such a must read. So I have this fascination with Cairo, Illinois, which is a community at the confluence of the Ohio and Mississippi River. So it's way, way, way southern Illinois. It's a town that has dealt with significant loss of population over the last half century. And it's one that's also been rattled by its racist history. 
Equally fascinating to me is that the discrimination within this town led Black residents to develop their own suburb outside of Cairo called Future City. Unfortunately, there's very, very little information about that town's history, though thanks to its geography like Cairo, it has also struggled to withstand flooding that happens in this part of the country. It's not a city that has flourished nor grown, though a handful of residents still live there. Um, it's mostly considered a ghost town right now. Ron Powers, who wrote a book in the 90s called Far From Home, Life and Loss in Two American Towns, explores Cairo in depth. And he does a great job highlighting the segregation in this community. And so much mirrors precisely what was happening in Tulsa around the same time. Another author, James Lowen, is an adult writer who has done tremendous work on race and racism throughout the country. And his book, Sundown Towns, which I believe I've talked about on this podcast before, does a really good job of talking about these towns particularly in the Midwest, that were sundown towns. And uh, it was so interesting and terrifying to learn how many of these places existed. I knew a little bit about the Tulsa story going into Brandy's book, but her book led me down this like deep research hole and led me to reading so many other books and understanding that what was happening in Tulsa at this time was just one example of what was happening throughout the country. Good nonfiction leads you down this quest as you want to learn as much as you can. And I found Blackbirds in the Sky, one of several solid reads on Greenwood and on the Tulsa Massacre. And what she highlights in here is really not just the singular event. It's instead a window into an entire period of time in Black history, where even when it seemed like freedom was legislated, it came with the reality of how many white people did not want their fellow human beings to have access to freedom. Indeed, Blackbirds in the Sky is a book that's been challenged in our current wave of censorship, and it should not come as any surprise as to why. Um, it's seen as, quote, critical race theory because it talks about a moment in U.S. history where white people were the perpetrators of violence toward black people. It should be clear, this is not critical race theory. Uh, what it is, is the truth, and the truth that can and will be found again and again and again as more stories like this one and those shared in other books I mentioned are discovered and talked about more widely um, as they become lessons in high school and college classrooms about how whitewashed history truly has been, particularly in the United States. And that is Blackbirds in the Sky by Brandy Colbert. And then my second book is one that is quite different from Blackbirds in the Sky, but is still a must-read YA nonfiction by a Black author, and it is called We Are Not Broken by George M. Johnson. So this book is a memoir, and it's a story from Johnson, whose first memoir, All Boys Aren't Blue, has been one of the most banned books over the last 18 months. Why? Because it's a book about a queer Black person. Johnson is non-binary, which is explored in that memoir, and their coming to understand their identity is part of that book, as well as in this book, We Are Not Broken. I listened to this one on audio, and I'll say it's a really excellent listening experience. Johnson does the performance, and their performance is really moving. 
This book is an encapsulation of the joys and challenges of growing up as a black boy in America, and it's a really moving love letter to Johnson's grandmother and cousins who helped shape them to be who they are today. George, Garrett, Raul, and Raul were all raised by their grandmother, who they called Nanny, and this book explores the highest of highs the cousins all shared with Nanny, as well as the lowest of lows. What makes this book really special, though, is that it contains interstitials from George's cousins throughout the book that are written as letters to Nanny. It's hard not to understand how incredible a human Nanny was in this memoir, and the letters drive home these feelings even more. This is a book about grief, but the way it's written is also a tremendous celebration of the force of Black womanhood and Black family life. I know I mentioned that Johnson's first memoir has bore the brunt of bands and challenges, but certainly this one has not gone unscathed either. I think it's important, especially for white folks to sit with this, that there are far darker and grimmer stories, even in YA fiction, by white people, but those don't seem to be targeted in the same way. Is it showcasing Black grief too much? Or is it highlighting the immense strength, love, and resilience of Black people too much? Or maybe in this case, it's the fact Johnson is also queer and is open about how much growth they've made to understand who they truly are. I am pretty sure we all know the answers here, but right now more than ever, sitting with these questions and examining them with the knowledge we have is our job as white people, especially if we have additional social privileges, especially because those social privileges are what allow stories like George's to be held up as quote unquote inappropriate. Pick up this one for a powerful story of family love and loss. And note content warnings on this one for sexual assault, death, and very, very difficult family relationships. And that is We Are Not Broken by George M. Johnson. And with that, today's show comes to a close. All of the books mentioned in this episode will be linked in the show notes. And as always, thank you so much to our sponsor and to our audio editor, Jen Zink. And thanks to you for listening. For more recs or general bookishness, check out bookriot.com. And don't forget to check out our full stable of podcasts at bookriot.com slash listen, or just search Book Riot on your podcast player of choice. You can find a list of the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com slash all the books. Remember, if you're a fan of all the books and all the backlists and you want to show us some love, please leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We appreciate your review and your reviews help other book lovers find us. If you would like to find me personally, I'm still on Twitter, the sinking Titanic as Veronica Kelly Mars. In the meantime, happy reading. Happy reading.